welcome to the Vegan Tricks podcast. I'm Trix and I'm today talking to the mighty awesome vegan activist Zara269. Why, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and before we get going, um, as always, I'm going to just recite the definition of veganism so that we're very clear where we stand here. Veganism is a philosophy and way of living which seeks to exclude as far as possible and practicable all forms of exploitation of and cruelty to animals for food, clothing or any other purpose and by extension promotes the development and use of animal-free alternatives for the benefit of humans, animals and the environment. In dietary terms, it denotes the practice of dispensing with all products derived wholly or partly from animals. So now that we've got that underway, um, hello Zaria, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you very much. Good, good, good. Now I know that um, it might be kind of standard kind of questions um, that are going to be coming for me today. We're friends anyway, so I know a lot of this. So I'm going to be just asking you some general questions that I will know the answers to, but just so the people on the podcast can kind of get to know you. So what's your vegan story? Um, where did it start? Um, my vegan story. Uh, well, the thing is, like, th- there's two parts to it because the first part was when I um I came across Freely's video on Jenna Marbles and I was just like, oh, you absolute bitch! How dare you speak about her like that? How rude! Yeah. Um, and then and obviously because I I clicked on a vegan with the uh, I clicked on a video with the word vegan in, then all the suggested other videos were like vegan related videos, um, and that was when I saw Gary Rusky's speech. Um best speech I've ever heard. I watched so that on the 5th of February 2014 at about 2 o'clock in the morning and then I went vegan immediately and then I watched Earthlings and then I bawled my eyes out till about 5 o'clock in the morning. I don't I know like, anyone that didn't bawl. I, know I don't know I. anyone that's not bawled. Even people who, um, that well people who have watched Earthlings and then yeah. gone vegan, everyone's cried. Yeah. Um, what was the point in Gary's speech that made you do, do you do you remember what the point that was said or was it just generally the whole thing what was know, it in the speech like do you reckon the whole, it was the whole thing just made sense I'd never ever thought of it before I, I, I'd always assumed that we eat animals because we have to eat animals and we kill them really humanely because obviously it's the UK and like we're so ahead of everyone else yeah um so I just assumed that everything was the way it had to be yeah. until I kind of had it challenged. I, the thing is, it, it wasn't even like, it, yeah, obviously it was being challenged, but I just completely succumbed to it. Like yeah. I'd, I I usually, um, I'm so stubborn that even when I'm wrong, I'll still fight literally till my dying breath. <laughs> and um, and it like I just had nothing to nothing to argue with. Like I'd, there was no justification for me continuing to do what I was doing. So that was it. Yeah, so so you you were you were a bit like me where you were just kind of like, well, that's just how it is, you know. Yeah. You know, we're top of the food chain, so we yeah. kill animals, and it's weird because you do, you know. And I've always been one of those really annoying people who I'm an animal lover. I used to go to a lot of the anti-animal um, testing stuff that Lush used to organise a lot more back in the day, um, yeah. in like London and stuff. And yeah, I used to go to a lot of like marches and protests and sign all the petitions and do all that kind of stuff. And yeah, I'd be like, yeah, oh, yeah, but we're top of the food chain though. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, what? <laughs> okay, it's weird, isn't it? I'm, I'm, it's, I think most people 
either come in through Earthlings, Cowspiracy or Gary. Yeah. And then watch the rest of them straight afterwards. Yeah, that's exactly what I And that exactly kind of like seals the deal, doesn't it? Yeah. Because I remember I watched Gary's speech after I was vegan because everyone's going, oh, it's the best speech. And yeah. I didn't actually know it was, it was kind of named on the internet as the best speech ever. Yeah. But it was on YouTube. And I was like, ah, oh, this is this thing. Oh, okay, fine. And I remember watching it and just thinking, the dude just makes sense. And yeah. he just, and I know a lot of people slate Gary. Um, and I know that he's kind of dropped off the radar. And to be honest, the guy needs a break. He's been yeah. working his butt off for so long. Um, a fair play to him. If he needs a break, he needs a break. And, um, you know, you don't want people burning out. Um, but I think that it's when you've got someone who's just, you know, some dude who's not overly like, you know, he's not trying to be academic about it. He's not trying to be or, you know, all the, you know, the cutesy animals and all that kind of stuff. He's just like, it's just wrong. <laughs> this is wrong because of these reasons. Don't you think? Yeah. He's but not even telling you. He's just going... Yeah. Don't you think that's wrong? Mm. And he's asked he's kind of questioning you and you're like, Yes, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, yes, yeah, I, I do. Really, I really liked the fact that when I was watching it, usually when you watch stuff like that, it's really convincing and then right at the end they're like, Oh, and buy my book or buy my C D or yeah. buy buy this and he just he was just like, I have nothing to sell. Like, here's my email if you want to ask me something, but I have yeah. absolutely nothing to sell. That's just a such a beautiful thing. It really is such a beautiful thing. It's like to be able to do that is just really nice. It's like um, one of the reasons that I don't monetize my videos is because I work full time. I pay the bills. I'm thankful in a position where I'm working for a company that doesn't impact um, negatively on a vegan lifestyle. So I'm not working for Mac and D's or something like that. Yeah. I'm very lucky. Um, but the fact that I'm able to do that for free and I, I don't have anything to sell and I don't need to earn an income of being a vegan activist is really quite freeing. Yeah. But I think that there are obviously those people who need to earn an income. Do you think that people who, you know, have all the ebooks and the t-shirts and all that kind of stuff? Um, I probably, I know the answer to this question anyway, really, but do you, you know, do you think that we should be encouraging more people to do that? Or do you think that we should be encouraging more people to, um, who are in a position to, to do stuff for free rather than try and leave their current job to then become a vegan activist? Uh, Paid for by ebooks, etc. It's a bit of a difficult question, to be honest. But I don't yeah, know. I think it'll change, won't it? Like with whatever, whoever it is and whatever situation it is. But I just, yeah. I personally have never bought an ebook because I just don't find them interesting. No. I mean, um, I downloaded Bite Size Vegans one because that was free. And it's yeah. just like, if you have some information to share, then share it. I don't want to have to buy a book to get it. Which yeah. is which is like pretty much what they, they all do anyway. They do share the information and then say, and here's an ebook with all the information. Yeah. Um, I completely support t-shirts and things like that because I just think like, it's it's cool. Like, yeah, I love the t-shirts amazing. and and especially like Anticarnist. Shout out to Anticarnist. Shout um, out to Anticarnist. And like Hench Herbivore. It's just it's, I love it's their t-shirts. Cool. Anticarnist yeah. t-shirts are amazing. I mm. and I got my Hench Herbivore t-shirt actually. Shout out to Hench Herbivore. <laughs> Paul and Gemma, thank you very much. And they were so sweet actually because they had a bit of an issue with their printers. Yeah. Which um, I'm sure they don't mind me mentioning because they um, they sent this to a lot of their customers who'd ordered because they had like this massive 
um, influx of people because obviously freely and Jurian right yeah. have been wearing yeah. and, their t-shirts and vegan games, it hasn't and been vegan games as well and I think who else I, did I see the other day there was someone else wearing one and I was like no <laughs> who was it um, I can't remember but but they had a mass influx and I think they obviously the printers were just being really naff so I think yeah. they've changed the printers um, and yeah and I, so I, there was a bit of delay and I was like oh no it's totally fine don't worry guys and they realised it was me and they were like, oh, right, OK, because <laughs> obviously I was using my real name, um, yeah. which I know we're friends on Facebook. But I, th- I think a lot of people disconnect that when they're using email. But um, yeah, so um, I messaged back and it was fine. And then the T-shirt came through and oh, my God, it's so nice. Yeah, it's such a comfy T-shirt. It's like a, a lot of the T-shirts that you do get from what I found from kind of like websites generally are a bit kind of, I don't know shitty they're a bit crap they're just kind of like the crappiest fruit of the loom t-shirt yeah with like a design that wears off really quickly but i've i found that a lot of the activist t-shirts like ethics and antics shout out to tim sheaf um and the ethics and antics guys and those t-shirts again because they're organic and ethically sourced you feel a bit better anyway yeah which all of the activist t-shirts that i've got are anyway but they're just nicer quality Mm. so yeah i'm i'm with you I only put the question out there because I know that some people are a bit like, oh, you know, there's been a lot of kind of hate on people using and promoting Patreon and promoting, um, you know, selling their T-shirts and selling ebooks and things. I don't want to mention any specific drama, but there's, you know, there is that question of whether vegan activism is something that you do, that you provide money for yourself to do that because it's a privilege to be able to do that or whether we should actually be supporting those activists um it's a bit of a slightly personal question but um Uh do you um do you think that you'll um use patreon or anything like that or is it not just something it's not something you're interested in no i I won't use patreon um just because i'm not looking to like i don't need any money but yeah. I think, like in in the case of someone using Patreon, I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with it because you're not like people are ad- most people are adults. Most people that are going to be donating money are going to be like adults. Yeah. So at the end of the day, like it's it's a completely personal choice for them to choose to give them money or not. Yeah. And then hopefully they're not stupid and they they know what they're doing and they know what they're supporting. Um, exactly. But. Like, I think people need to be aware that when you do ask for money, you're going to lose, like, a small amount of credibility. Just, just like, subconsciously, because I always kind of, I always, like, um, kind of retract back quickly if someone's asking for money or if someone's, I don't know, wanting me to support something. Because yeah. we're just, we're so used to it in this society. We're so used to, when people do, when people do that, we just, they're usually out for something. We don't think of them with good intentions. But obviously there are cases like these cases where it is good intentions. Yeah, I think... I think it's quite nice that people have Patreon. It's like I, um, so that you can support them. It's like yeah. I, I have Patreon, but I don't really talk about it. I mentioned it once in one video to say, I by the way, I've got Patreon. And it was only yeah. because a couple of people asked me, do you have a Patreon? Because I'd really like to give you some money. And I was like, Aww. really? <laughs> Random. Um, and it was really, I was really grateful and it was, yeah. just, they just wanted to give me a one-off payment just to basically help get some equipment and stuff. So yeah. what I've done is I set up my Patreon and I said, look, I'm not after anything, like anything you give to me will probably go to other activists or equipment. Yeah. Um, I don't need the money, but if people feel like they want to give, then that's fine. Yeah. But I don't like advertising it because of the same reason. I'm yeah. like, it's just there because 
if people want to do it they want to do it yeah and it's like I was about to say his name but my partner um, <laughs> whoops um I could have bleeped it out but it's fine um my partner said to me because I was saying oh no I'm just gonna say oh no it's okay you know spend your money on this activist or that activist and he said but if you deny people the opportunity to give then you're actually almost doing a negative thing in that way as well so I can kind of see the, the place for it but so I, I don't monetize my videos um because you know I just don't see the point unless I've got like five billion subscribers because yeah. you just don't earn any money but um otherwise you know there's there's no point um I think that there's um, a lot of talk around the way in which people, um, you know, have their own ways of activism, um, you know, going from that creation of ebooks or, you know, you've got Fully Raw Christina, who's like made an entire living on a lifestyle yeah. as part of veganism. She's more plant based than she is vegan, really, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Um, but um, what would you say is your style of, of vegan activism what do you what do you think that you are your strengths oh man i read something somewhere and it describes my type of activism Ooh. perfectly but but it was on twitter and i've deleted twitter oh yeah how is that going i, I love it I, I feel like a sense of relief and freedom from the kind of social media platform at the moment because you're not you weren't on facebook anyway no i deleted facebook for a similar reason and i deleted snapchat for a similar reason and i deleted instagram for a similar reason but that was ages ago that was like a year two years ago so you're only now on youtube yes so the only way that people can find you so that's that's an advantage well if, skype and youtube or yes yeah, skype and youtube so you do you, so you use skype to kind of speak to obviously other um uh, vegan activists and stuff yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously um us as part of our big chat um yeah. just to let um those people who um don't know um, i think i mentioned it actually maybe in another podcast but um uh, i'm part of a group on skype and i really encourage people to use skype to have group conversation because it's really good <laughs> Like sometimes it's just really funny and yeah. um, and it just escalates into utter immature bullshit. <laughs> but most of the time there is some really good conversations in there and also some really good support. Yeah. So like, you know, randomly today I said, you know, what's what do people use for toothpaste? Because I'm replacing I've replaced all of my products, but I'm starting to now replace my partner's products because he's a non vegan um and it's very difficult for me to kind of persuade him that you know this is the way forward yeah um but you know it's one of those things that's developing and the nice thing is is that he actually said today he was we were talking about animal testing and i said you do realize that 68 percent of animal testing is done on beagles right and he's a oh. big dog lover and he was like no and I was like, and I started reading some statistics and all the kind of went through the testing that they specifically do on beagles. And it was, to be honest, I learned a lot because there was a lot of stuff on there that I had no idea about. Mm. Um, and it's it was just shocking because not just for not just for the fact that, you know, they're obviously testing on animals, but it's always kind of outlined that it's always kind of like fluffy bunnies. Oh, yeah. And the cute fluffy bunnies. Whereas I think that if people knew that the majority of animal testing other than um, 
things like monkeys and apes yeah. is done on beagles, I think a lot more people would be more pissed off. Yeah. But trying to find proper dupes for things has been really difficult. Did you find that when you first transitioned to veganism, trying to find dupes for stuff, like household products and things? Um, mm, right, when I first went vegan, because I, it was so quick and it was literally overnight, yeah. um, I was just, I, I still had this like residual anger in me and I was just so like pissed off about the fact that I'd gone so long in my life without knowing all of this stuff. Yeah. So I kind of, I did like hardcore research and I just did everything I needed to do. And with products... Um, I just I didn't I found about I found out about Superdrug whose own brand stuff is pretty much all vegan oh yeah um, that's true yeah so I went there and I bought like deodorant and toothpaste and like dental floss and all that kind of stuff um just as like a like quick I need to replace my products um and then over time I found out the more niche like the niche market with like kind of specified like natural organic um unicorn dust not unicorn dust that's not vegan <laughs> um like just the, the other kind of more special products yeah so yeah. I, I found it easy in the sense that I'd, I'd managed to do my research but the research in itself was actually really hard because you have to scour the internet and like do double checks and do emails and mm. loads of stuff just just to check because I mean I, I saw a list of like sleek products which is like a makeup brand in the UK um sleek products that were apparently vegan and I, I'd like I, I think it was. I go to the shop, look at the back, and it'd be like beeswax and like the E number for carmine. And I'm just like, what yeah. the hell? Yeah, it's because a lot of people think, oh, it's okay because some of their project um, pr- projects, some of their products are vegan, so they just assume the rest of them are vegan. It's yeah. like Lush being a prime example, which we Ugh. won't delve on too much because why or not? Maybe we I should. About Lush. Actually, do you know what? Let's just do it here and now. We're going to name this podcast Zaria's <laughs> Lush Rant. <laughs> and it's because I know that you're very, very passionate about this. And I am too, to the point where I made my first Lush order in, I want to say, four months because I was so pissed off about one of their products not being vegan and I mm. bought one of their products. I basically bought, I can't even remember what it was. It was, it was a bath bomb, I think. Was it, a, yeah, was it a bath bomb? No, it was the makeup. The, um, no, it was a bath bomb. It was a bath bomb and a piece of makeup. I bought two things specifically because they were in the kitchen, yeah. new release, and I bought a bath bomb and a, um, their, it's just like it basically is just like a tinted moisturizer yeah both contained honey and i was like what <laughs> and it it wasn't very clear on the ingredients mm. and i because i just assumed that everything was vegan yeah. and i thought i double checked it i was just so angry but yeah. i know that you're more angry than anyone i know about this yeah because i just like I have a visceral hatred for hypocrites yeah. and especially hypocritical companies who went to such great goddamn fucking lengths to ban like animal testing and shit. And you have the audacity to put like, oh, free range eggs. If that's bullshit, that's like saying ethical animal testing. Stop being a liar. Just like, just admit that you're a hypocritical company. You don't give a crap and you want to whine and like whine to me in emails about how you're not a vegan company and you don't want to have an all vegan product line and blah 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 blah. it just doesn't make sense why do you need to put egg in a goddamn hair mask it's gross man i don't even think it's also by putting things like egg in there by animal products they rot quicker yeah yeah and that like it's an allergen for some people like eggs and milk and why would you intentionally put allergens in products when they can just be vegan and then they're like 
And then sometimes they put wait, I don't know, do they um do they put beeswax and stuff or have they have they left it to candle candle wax? What? The, um they have um they do put some beeswax in some products, but it tends to be the the ones that are obviously going to have beeswax in. Yeah. So they're balms and all that kind yeah. of stuff. So you really yeah. have to watch out, which I would instinctively watch out for. But yeah, me too. A bath bomb and a foundation, yeah, basically. I know. It's just ridiculous. Why would that contain honey? It's like, I think it was like, it was one of them was honey and one of them was beeswax. But either, either way, yeah. it wasn't like it was a honey bath bomb or mm. a honey, you know. And and thing is, with honey, and this is one of my pet hates, is that I have numerous ones, but this is one <laughs> of my many. Um, with honey, agave syrup to me is nicer. Yeah. Um, it's like it's not it's nicer to use. If the flavor isn't so overpowering when you're cooking with it, or if you're baking with it, it's a really great sweetener in stuff like smoothies, smoothies and stuff. And it's because it's not as sticky. Yeah. It's just easy to work with. And the most important thing is it doesn't come from a bee, and it's not vomit. Yeah. Because that in, that's in essence what um, honey is. And, you know, I just, we're just talking about the toothpaste thing, just um, having a quick um, look on toothpastes. Um, speaking to um, one of the members of the group on Skype, found out that the toothpaste that they were using uses B, I want to say papillos, I'm very sorry, I will put the... I didn't pronounce that at all. I will put the word properly. Propolis. Was it propolis? Propolis. Yeah, propolis. Propolis. Okay, so basically, it's bee glue. That's what it is. And again, it's a type of vomit because that's how they make stuff. They put it in their gobs, and then they or they they basically they eat it and then vomit back up again. Yeah, but they do it like like fifty times. They do it like vomit loads and loads and loads and loads, and it's gross. Um, but it's not gross for them because that's what they do and that's yeah, what yeah. they eat and that's what they make and that's cool for them. But the fact that we nick their glue as well as yeah. their food is just fucking rude. It's yeah. like, oh yeah, you only live for a certain length of time. We're just going to nick all your shit. We're going to nick like the shit that makes you feed your children. Yeah. So. Don't worry about your kids. We'll uh, find some more. We'll, we'll give you some glucose syrup. That'll do. Yeah, glucose syrup. Here. Have some water and sugar. Oh, that's great. Thanks so much, humans. You're so caring, so compassionate, so humane. Mm. Yeah, it's, it, you know, it's, it's again, which I know is another subject that you love. It, you know, beekeeping, I actually agree with beekeeping mm. to encourage bee populations, but not beekeeping in the sense of using smoke to take the honey out and all that kind of stuff. Just build some boxes that bees can live in. Brilliant. Yeah. And leave them alone, that's great. And make mm. sure that they're safe, that's cool, to encourage bee populations. But don't start messing around with them. Mm. And it's the same with um, backyard hens. Um, mm. You know, this whole vegan, vegan, fucking stupid stuff about people eating eggs and vegans eating eggs. It's the same thing. It's like, yes, okay, you're looking after those lovely hens in the backyard and yeah, I'm sure they have acres and acres of land to roam about, mm. but they're still not free. They're still living a life in it's a cage. Just, it's like it's the fact that you're commodifying them, and it's the fact that they've been bred 
so badly to yeah. like mess up their own bodies and you can you can speak to anyone who rescues chickens like they die way sooner than they should because we've we've essentially like messed up their reproductive system so badly just so we can get so many eggs well exactly i know that you rescued chickens and uh you know and we know quite a few people who've rescued chickens as well and you know you've seen the state of free range, free range farms. yeah yeah you know um, it's just it's like it if it was if it wasn't so serious, it would be laughable how how cleverly they've kind of I don't know it's just like they've actually just like brainwashed an entire like society into pretending that free range is actually free range. It's just crazy. I can't believe they've done it. Like kudos to them for doing that. Really, well, the thing that I don't understand is is that if you think about the two words, free and range. So free in, free indicates that there is you know there's some freedom. So mm. the animals have freedom to pretty much do whatever they like. Yeah. And then range means that they're free to kind of roam around and wherever they like too. That yeah. to me is what the phrase free range would mean in my head. And that's what society does genuinely think. They think, ah, oh, there's a load of cows in a field and it's all lovely and green and lush. And oh, look at those hens. They're running around and it's so nice. What they don't know is, is that that's just for the advert. Yeah. Um. Excuse me. And um. the... <laughs> The, it just lies <laughs> I was yeah. trying to put it in a really nice way but the, the blatant lies that yeah. are put out there are just really disturbing it's That's really the thing. Disturbing. If, if it was anything else there would be a lawsuit but because it's animal agriculture somehow they managed to get away with like serious false advertising well yeah it's like at the farm that you rescued um, your chickens from the free range farm can you describe exactly what it was like uh shithole essentially like an actual shithole um the barn was absolutely disgusting it was covered in feces and it stunk of like ammonia mm. um the chickens there was like there was there was fully bald chickens running around trying to escape these farmers who were trying to catch them um the amount of chickens just in one barn was about four thousand in this tiny barn wow. um so they couldn't move but luckily as the time went on, people were rescuing more chickens, so the barn was getting a little emptier. Mm. Um, uh, it was like almost pitch black, apart from certain lamps that were like intentionally put over certain places to mimic natural daylight, so they um, produce more eggs in the nighttime. Um, it was all—it was just so—I don't know—it was just really harrowing. Like it was—it was just horrible. It was like walking into a prison, like but a really bad, inhumane prison. Yeah, and it's—it's—it's it's, it's a really weird. Um, I grew up in um, with farms um, during kind of like my mid childhood, um, mm. and it's a really weird situation to kind of stand in in, in a farm because you're surrounded by these awesome animals which yeah. tend to have, especially during the spring, they're all having babies, oh, yeah. and they're all cute as hell, and just like oh, cuddle with the lambs, and it's like I went to a farm when they were they were lambing and I got to see a lamb being born and that was like one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in my life and also the most brutal because it's like like yeah. they literally pull the lamb out yeah. and you're just like holy crap but you know but it's beautiful because you know the lamb's there and it's just really cute and fluffy and yeah it's really nice and then you kind of just realize that you're basically surrounded in shit yeah <laughs> and, the, and the smell you just kind of get used to it but yeah. when you get home, everything stinks of ammonia and shit. Yeah. And you're like, that's not a life. Like, animals out in the wild don't smell of piss and shit. Yeah. The only animals that tend to 
are rats and um, smaller mammals because they don't have bladders. Random fact, but um, they don't actually have bladders. So they constantly pee, oh. um, which is why rats are always said to be stinky. But it's not the rat fact that the rats are stinky. It's just that the people looking after them don't change their cages often enough. Yeah. Um, I used to know this because I had rats, um, which were rescued. And they were very cute. And unfortunately, they died. And they tend to die quite early um, after about well, two yeah. years, maybe. They tend to get tumours, um, mm. which is really sad. But but yeah, but the fact that farms have an issue with so much excrement mm. and urine is just... That's, that's not a life for an animal. That's not a human... I don't care if they're cuddled all the way to the slaughterhouse. That's not a nice life to live at all. Yeah. It's like um, the pigs that were kept at, at the farm in the Philippines. Um, they were basically in, uh, a, I don't know, it was must have been the size of a double bed. Yeah. A pen, a concrete pen with probably then next, well, kind of in the same pen. But it, had, it was a slight extra bit that had like a basically a pit that they put the food and um, they and they just had water in with the food, so they yeah. didn't even have separate water. Now, anyone that knows anything basic about pigs knows that pigs like to be clean, yeah, like really like to be clean. And the reason that they're known to be, you know, be mud glorious mud lovers is because they like bathing in mud. And yeah. it was one of the most shocking things to see because I was just like, well. There's not even any grass for them to sit on. There's no yeah. mud for them to run around in and, and play with. There's no water for them to drink and wash themselves. And you're feeding them, to be fair, it was a really good diet, actually, because they were basically being fed on the best scraps in the world. It was all exotic fruits and greens yeah. and everything else, which was really nice. So it's very different to where it is in the UK and America. But the rest of the conditions, it was crazy. It was like, well, if you're supposedly looking after this livestock... You know, it's your stock that you want to kill and eat and yeah. you're so precious about it. Why are you just why are you treating them like slaves? Because that's what they they basically look like. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't treat your dog like it, your cat like it. So why treat your pig like it? It was just very, very odd. Very odd. Um, but I know that um, speaking of pets, I know that you rescue um, you um, obviously rescue chickens and you've got also um doggies four um, dogs. a lot of people how many dogs four you've got four. Oh yeah you have got four haven't you i always yeah. think you've got three for some reason um but yeah you have got four not that i'm saying that any of them are less important <laughs> um and i know that a lot of vegans um sorry a lot of people who um, find out that vegans have pets they're like ah oh, so do you feed your pets meat and stuff and i know that you don't you feed them um a vegan diet is that right um, I do personally, but yes. they're family dogs, so they get whatever they're, they're given. Yes. So from me, it'll be vegan food, but and from them, it'll be vegan, meat. Yeah, which yeah. is really great. And I think, and I think that a lot of people um, are quick to judge um, vegans who have pets and things. And it's like, well, the majority of vegans have either had pets that they had previous to when they were vegan, mm. um, or when they they're vegan, vegan. Yeah, when they're vegan, they rescued it. Like that's a pretty like widely known thing to not buy pets when yeah. you go vegan like you you kind of know that even before you go vegan it's people know how bad the kind of um pet store industry kind of thing is yeah adopt don't shop yeah adopt, don't shop I'm, i really want that on a t-shirt i might um, shout out to all of my t-shirt makers mm -hmm. 
all five of you that I know. So shout out to All Glamour No Guts, Anti-Carnist, um, A Hench Herbivore, Ethics and Antics and, and Blood Tight Apparel. All five of you, I want a t-shirt with a Doc Don't Shop but in different designs. There you go. Oh. There's your challenge and I'll promote them. <laughs> I'll wear them on my YouTube videos. Um, so I know also that one of the part, one of the big things of part of your activism is that you go regularly to the Manchester pig saves. Yeah. What is the atmosphere like there? It must be just really eerie. Um, I'm scared to go. I want to go, but I'm a bit scared to go at the moment. Well, it's definitely worth going to because it's just that that presence, that yeah. and like one more person. It means and it means a lot. Um, it's a really confusing situation because like the, there's the eeriness of it, of the fact that you're you're literally saying bye to pigs that are about to actually not not just be like killed, but they're going to literally go through torture, like absolute the worst pain you could imagine feeling. They're about to go through it, yeah. um, because people don't quite understand like gas chambers and how they work and how carbon dioxide gas works. Um, so that that's really painful and that's eerie and that's horrible. And then you get the positive bit where you get like meat eaters coming and and wanting to find out a bit more and and uh they try we had one who like tried the food that we'd cooked um well i hadn't obviously the caterers mm. had cooked so we had like cakes and, and loads of cool stuff um so that person really wanted to find out more then you get the crazy people and some of the workers the thing is people don't understand that it's not a protest there's it's nothing to do with protesting the workers we get that they're doing exactly what they're told to do which is provide uh, society with meat um what we're there to do is like show a bit of love and uh, love to the pigs. Show that yeah. we actually know what's going on. We're not ignoring them. Like we're there and 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 raise awareness to the public as well to say mm. this is a slaughterhouse. This is what's going on. These pigs are suffering uh, because you want meat. Um, so th- there's nothing there's nothing negative about it. We're not like protesting anyone. We're just there to show love and care and mercy. So um. Yeah, that's that's the positive side of it. Yeah, it's kind of just a mixed bag of emotions, and it's it's pretty exhausting on you, on your emotions. So so what kind of stuff do they do there? So for for people who don't know, um, there are lots of videos actually for the Manchester Pig Save, um, yeah. and also the Toronto Pig Pig Save in America. Um, in, in America is it Canada? I always forget where Toronto is. That's Canada, isn't it? Canada. Yeah, yeah. I'm terrible. I'm sorry, America and Canada. Um, but yeah, the Toronto Pig Save in Canada, um, it, they also um, have YouTube videos and a lot of um, video footage as well. But do you want to describe exactly you know, kind of how the day starts and what kind of goes on? Um, well, it's early morning most of the time. People go there early morning um, at about half six and they wait for the trucks to come. Um, and how big are these trucks? How big are we talking? <sighs> They're just like a standard, like, do you know what, on, on the motorways when you see those massive lorries? Yeah. Um, they're, they're like that, except I'm, I'm almost positive there's three levels to them. Um, so there's pigs on the first level, on the second, on the third level. Oh, okay. Uh, and they've got holes in, and you can you can see the pigs obviously need to be able to breathe. Yeah. Um, yeah. But when you go up to the truck, that's a, like, that's a pretty harrowing bit because they're packed in exactly how sardines are packed into cans oh, like they are crushing each other some are crawling on top of each other they've got like fresh bite marks and blood because when you put a load of dominant pigs in that confined space they will attack each other that's well just yeah what... of course that's just yeah. innate in Humans. their nature yeah um so they've got like blood marks on them uh they're, they're really petrified and, spe- and depending on the weather they'll they'll um if it's extremely hot they'll be foaming at the mouth and their ears will be like uh 
kind of fallen down you know when if you've ever seen someone shout at a dog and the dog kind of cowers mm. and their ears come down it's like that um and then there's shit everywhere there's piss uh it's just it's just a horrible atmosphere like you, you if those are your dying days you you wouldn't like to go no. in that kind of that uh transport so it's, that's see that to me um just when people say that it's not like the holocaust that says to that that to me is exactly how human beings were transported oh yeah it's absolutely it's the, it's the same well. and like i've got goosebumps now um because it's just like really oh it's really shaking me but i i think that it's a beautiful thing that you and everyone else that are doing those kind of vigils and those kind of um points points of 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 reference for the general public to say this is going on on a daily basis come and have a look to see what's going on because you're paying for this and i think a lot of people don't realize what they're actually paying for they think that the pigs are kind of led into a barn and then they're they're you know their necks they're they're shot in the head and then their necks their necks are cut into and it's just like it's nothing like that. No, it's not. You could have the most organic... You could have a pet pig that sleeps on silk for all of its life. For, well, you say life. Most of them live only about 9 to 12 months old anyway. Yeah. But it, it spends 9 to 12 months on silk cushions fed by Vestal Virgins. It's still going to be packed into a crate and sent off to a slaughterhouse. Yeah doesn't matter how great the life is the death is going to be the same mm. and i think for a lot of people they don't really get it the and death I... is the worst like the, the death when what really winds me up is the fact that what what they do at that specific sort house um their products are la- labeled humane um high welfare and what really? they do yeah yeah that's that's the humane high welfare free range pigs wow. um they get uh, coaxed into I don't know exactly. I just know that we're, we're going to try and get a drone so we can see what exactly what's going on. But they're coaxed into a room, and that's been said by a, a tulip slaughterhouse worker. They're coaxed into a room, I assume, by a metal prod because they're, they're not going to move like of their own free will. No. Um, and then the the and in, in I don't know how many go in one, but the they're all um small groups are, are put into the gas chamber. So um. That they say the reason they say that this is the most humane is because pigs like to be with each other and it keeps them calm. It's a, it's a lot yeah. of fucking bullshit. The only reason they want it to do that is because they can kill more more at once. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't require a... someone to clamp a lot. Of course, any it. animal is not going to want to be on its own in a fearful situation, surrounded yeah. by a species it doesn't really connect with. Yeah. Yes, of course, it's going to feel more comfortable, but that's not going to make the situation any more comfortable as a situation well, it makes it worse because when they when they start to get gassed um... well they'll see people they'll see sorry I, I, I said people but they'll see, it's seeing people die in their eyes yeah. it's like me watching you die or yeah. you know my partner die or someone in front of me in a gas chamber that's horrific i know and it it physically hurts them because when carbon um, carbon dioxide reacts with any kind of mucous membrane, so inside the nostrils, in the lungs, in the eyes, in the bum, in the any any place that's kind of uh, wet, um, it'll make carbonic acid, which is which well, is an acid, and it burns like hell. So they're wow. burning for about thirty seconds because the the concentration can't be too high, else you'll fuck up the meat. 
but it can't be too low that it takes ages and ages so it takes about 30 seconds usually for them to like feel like they're in, in insides are burning and then for them to be kicked by their other pigs because they'll be crammed into that that gas chamber and they'll all be thrashing and trying to force their way out they're, they're, it's literal hell like i would the, the worst thing i can imagine worst way i can imagine to die would be that way and yeah, yeah. that's labeled the most humane that's crazy it's like and people have had the audacity to say that um that pigs make that noise anyway and it's just like are you, are you serious like have you really got that much cognitive dissonance that you have the the nerve to say that that they're just making normal sounds like you can't distinguish between absolute horror and panic and terror and pain between them shouting because their mates like try to steal some of their food it's like if you you know when you go to a pig farm or if you go to if you see pigs in a field do you see them squealing Mm. do you ever hear that sound outside of a slaughterhouse yeah it's a completely different pitch as well like when we went when i go to the sanctuaries that they'll get angry at each other if they kind of they get in each other's space oh yeah but it's more like a grumbly yeah yeah it's like a a weird it's like a shout essentially where it's like like, (laughs) yeah yeah it's yeah it's it's definitely more of a a shout rather than a scream yeah um and yeah it's it's i the the thing that i struggle with is obviously because of seeing the pig in the philippines go and i i think hearing the sound of multiple pigs going through that sort of pain would probably just destroy me at the moment but i think it's something that i definitely want to do i definitely want to do that before the end of this year and i know it's only june i just have a double check on my watch (laughs) (laughs) where is the year gone by the way people where has the year gone it's june we're halfway through the year can someone stop time please because i want summer to hurry up and arrive um I think that by the end of the year, I do definitely want to come up and do that um, at least once before the end of the year, just just so that I can be there for them and be supportive and, you know, be an extra body. Because yeah. I think uh, things like this and Earthings Experience and a lot of the protests that aren't really protests, they're kind of events. Yeah. I think that we meet, we need more people going to things like this. Yeah. Because they're not seen as aggressive protests. Oh, you know, oh, look at the vegans, they're getting in the way. Oh, look at the vegans, they're trying to stop this. It's more like... What, Hello? What? Hello? Oh, crap, I just put you on hold by accident. Carry on talking, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> so, yeah, so basically... Um, I think that we should really encourage people to, you know, if you've got an event or if you're, you know, if you're near Manchester or if you can get to Manchester, um, hit up the Manchester Pig Save. They're on Facebook and anywhere else? Uh, Facebook, Facebook, Twitter. I'm almost positive they've got Instagram. They're on YouTube as well. What I'll do is I'll put all the links in this podcast anyway. And I will also put a link to Zorro 269s uh youtube now because there's no no other way of contacting no. me. Apart so, from skype. you can skype me that's cool. and you can skype her that's all good um just to a couple of very quick uh finishing up questions because i know we've been talking quite a while um and i'm trying to keep them within an hour i say that and then they always go over but i'm trying um who are your favorite youtubers at the moment obviously um, other than me well mainly you like i don't have anyone other than you um but if you want to push me for an answer <laughs> i could possibly um 
I don't who who's my favorite YouTubers. I'm really bored of YouTube at the moment. Like I can't stand it. It really winds me up. Um, there's a lot of drama. Yeah, and it's not just the drama. Yeah, it's just ugh, I don't know. There's, and it's there's also a lot of just, drama and a lot of repetition. It'd be nice yeah, to get some yeah. different stuff that would be. Yeah, good. it's drama, repetition in every form, including the comments. Like I'm so tired of listening to whiny people. And when you've just come fresh out of fucking pig save, and you've got some whiny little bitch whining about how you don't want, she doesn't want vegans telling her how to live her personal lifestyle. It's just like shut up. I, I can't handle this anymore. Like, yeah. It makes me want to go crazy. Yeah. Um, so, it's, it's, it's that disconnect, isn't it? You're just yeah. like, Ugh. I, I openly say to them as well, like, I've, I, this is literally what I've just experienced. This is what those animals have just experienced. And you have the nerve to kind of talk about some irrelevant issue about you being upset that someone's challenged your um, destructive way of living. Yeah. How dare they? Yeah. How and I, I say to them, like, I'm offended. Like, I'm offended that you're offended. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's just crazy. It is crazy. Who are my favorite YouTube? I can't even think any anymore. You know, I I've always loved the vegan revolutions videos, but he doesn't make them anymore at the moment. Um, my He's friend on sabbatical. Yeah, my friend Rihanna's got some cool videos. They're just really well edited, and they've got some really nice non drama related stuff. Yeah, I like both um, her channels because I didn't yeah. realize that she had two channels either. Yeah, yeah. Um, both of which, um, by the way, podcast listeners, I will put them in the description block box below the podcast. Um, but yeah, she's got two different channels, which is really great. And um, yeah. she does some really interesting stuff. Um, and I just think she, I met her at the Veg Fest, Be- yeah. Veg Fest Bristol. And it's like we'd known each other for ages. Yeah. And also, yeah. her mum is now vegan. Yeah. And her mum is the coolest. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Rihanna's mum. She's great. Um, and yeah, and Andrew um, is lovely. Just really, really yeah. nice. But yeah, yeah. They were, those three, I, I spent a lot of time with them um, at the Bristol Veg Fest. They're really great. But, yeah. So yes, yeah, so I'll pop all the links to them to let, them below. Anyone else? Who else is? Like, I can't think. There's like tons of people. Yeah, I can't obviously, obviously be biased. Um, are there any kind of Americans or Canadians, Australians, UK vegans? Do you know what? I'm just going to go on YouTube and double check. Yeah, let's have a look. Um, I've, I've always liked, like, I, I watch, if I see a, a, a video by Vegan Games, I watch him. If I see a video by Shoe on Head, I watch her videos. Shoe on uh, Head? Yeah, she's like a anti, she's not anti-feminist. She's just like, she quashes the bullshit some feminists come out with. Wow. That's um, awesome. Who else is there? Uh, do you know Vegetable Police? He's so funny. Oh, I love Vegetable Police. That's yeah. really good. They're really funny. Um, I, I Vegetable Police. Um, one of the oh, which one? Who was it? Someone did a video about them. I can't remember who it was. Were they mentioned on? It might have been Vegan Revolutions. One of the Vegan Revolutions videos, and that's how I found them. It's very funny. It's a very funny channel. Everyone should go on there. Oh, obviously, obviously Bite Size Vegan. Who oh, oh shit, yeah. Obviously Bite Size Vegan. I goes without saying. Um, yeah. I like watching Anissian's videos because I find them reasonably humorous. I don't really watch Freely's videos anymore, but I probably will get back into them if there's like a good title that I see. Yeah. Um, don't watch Jeremy Ryder. Don't watch Vegan Cheetah. Um, I don't really watch any of the drama channels. They're really boring. Um... I sometimes watch Unnatural Vegans videos, but I just find like the 30, 30 minute long videos not to my taste. Yeah, sometimes she's a mixed bag. I, so yeah. Sometimes she really makes sense, and I'm like, yeah, yeah I totally yeah. get you. Yeah. And I really like. And then other times I'm like, oh, what really? the hell are you on about? Yeah. And it's just like, like 
if you want to make a really silly point, fine, do it. But do it in a minute. Don't do it in 10 minutes yeah, and make me waste like yeah, 10 minutes Yeah, don't let me wait life. eight minutes into the 10-minute video to realise yeah. that you're being a dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've just wasted eight minutes of my life. Yeah. I want those eight minutes back. So, yeah. yeah. But no, that's, that's very true. Um, What tips do you have for anyone thinking of going vegan? Um... I think the most important thing is to connect um, ethically because that is essentially what veganism is about. Plant-based is totally more food health. Agree. But, totally but connect um, ethically, which means um, watch as much as you can. Watch videos like Gary Rossi's speech and Earthlings and um, just do your best to find out why, like what's actually going on because I find it really difficult to comprehend the amount of damage that's going on and the amount of like murder and, and yeah you need things. that reminder don't you yeah it's like every now and again day, you just I need to, to check in myself. don't yeah. you yeah it's like and, um some people ask me today at work and it always comes up at work all the time because i'm you know constantly having conversations because i'm the you know the only vegan in the village i'm not actually i found out that um there is actually another guy in the office who's vegan um, who i i always thought he was vegetarian but he's full vegan i was like yes um and um, it's really great because when i walked into the office um as it's been raining the last few days i walked in with my sea shepherd hoodie and he and he was like oh and then he shouted across and he's like oh yeah look at this and he showed me a super shepherd um mark and i was like yeah boy it was great so we had a little, like a little moment and everyone's like staring at us going she's sea shepherd so it was really nice because it starts like conversations but yeah there were some people at work who were saying oh oh it just must be really difficult and i'm like and my no, instinctive really answer my instinctive answer is always not really when you think about the deaths of the animals yeah and they're like well i suppose you've put it like a bit that. deep and i'm like uh-huh but the thing is it's really it's really bad because i'm i'm really respected in my in my field of work yeah. um and i work really hard to keep up a really good reputation to yeah and i do work hard not just on my reputation i do actually work hard um i do actually do some work sometimes mm-hmm. um and uh you know and it's one of the things that i'm really proud of and i've you know really worked my way up in in the company that i work for yeah um, but it's difficult to kind of keep you to keep it work safe because <laughs> sometimes you just want to scream at people say do you know what you're doing yeah and sometimes they're saying things and you're just like oh really but but you have to do what you have to do and I think that what I'm doing at the moment is I'm mentioning things I'm having some sometimes some quite in-depth conversations like I remember having some conversations with people who um, were asking general kind of health questions and like, well is it healthier eating this or that or the other you know we've had discussions randomly about avocados and all sorts so um and oh and then of course because i eat loads of bananas the amount of potassium poisoning from bananas which is always a good one um but anyway that enough of that tangent um last couple of questions i just want to ask you is um what is your favorite vegan meal to make at home or eat out right eat out because um i'm extremely lazy in regards to cooking so <laughs> My idea of a meal is like a tofu sandwich made with cold tofu because I honestly can't be bothered cooking it. Um, so my favorite meal is always like Chinese food. And there's some amazing, there's, there's a full, almost fully vegan, it's like 99% vegan um, Chinese place uh, near me. So they do like vegan everything, vegan mock meats, vegan like prawn crackers, vegan, all the like standard oh, Chinese amazing. meals. And then they do obviously the vegetable dishes. So um 
Chinese food, like 100%. And I, I will buy like, like easily 10 different types of like, I don't know, 10 portions of whatever. Yeah. I don't know, like I'd, I'll fully go out there when I have Chinese. And then <laughs> I'll do that thing where you, you think you can eat it all and then you get like a quarter of the way through and you, you oh, really yeah, think yeah. you're about to die. It's, I do, and for some reason, it's only ever for me with Chinese food yeah. or Indian food. Yeah, and you're just like, oh, it's really good. But the only thinking, you're majority of the time, you're either eating rice or noodles. Yeah. Noodles aren't as filling, but rice is most definitely filling. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, om nom nom, and you're like, <laughs> two portions into the rice, and you're like, there's no way. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. But yeah, I think a lot of people don't realise that, especially Chinese and also Indian. Um, it's, it's so easy to make it vegan so yeah. easy because most yeah. of the time they don't use cream like yeah. a lot of um, companies do they use coconut milk um, yeah. and they you know a lot of um, Indian places don't actually use proper ghee they yeah use it's vegetable, way too expensive anyway and it's way too expensive as well yeah so it's just a matter of asking people and I think it's you know it's really good um, but thank you very much for being on today I know that it, um, it was a bit of a um, a last minute arrangement but at least we finally got to have a lovely podcast yeah um, and you you know you're able to get headphones with a microphone called groove yeah. groovy or groove groove uh, groove <laughs> just so groove. rude groovy, they were baby. 10 pounds the things you do for me this is you know i i owe you a tenner now but um but no honestly thank you very much for um being on today and thanks everyone for listening um as usual um the podcasts always go up on a wednesday if you want to be informed of those podcasts then do subscribe whether you're listening on soundcloud or itunes you can subscribe to me on both and also a little thing is that if you are listening to my podcast on soundcloud or even itunes itunes more importantly um is that they do have a review section so please leave a nice little review just so that i know how i'm doing because it's nice to know how you're doing and whether it's actually working as a podcast or not. Um, I'm going to leave a review about how much I disliked your guest. Amazing. She was very rude, very self-obsessed. Sassy. So sassy. <laughs> but yes, please do leave a review um, and please share these with your friends and your family because, you know, uh, you know I think casual chats sometimes is a lot nicer to have in your ears um rather than being faced with a vegan propaganda video yeah sometimes just listening to a pair of vegans talk a lot of crap um might be the thing that helps them go vegan yeah. so if you are listening to this and you're not vegan if you do want any help going vegan check out zara 269 on youtube contact her on skype or contact me and my contact details will all be in the description box anyway You'll be able to contact me on Snapchat, Tumblr, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Skype, YouTube, Instagram. Yes, there's seven ways to contact me and also email. So there's eight ways to contact oh, wow. me. And also I think you can contact me via SoundCloud as well. So there's nine ways you can contact me. All nine ways are basically the vegan tricks and it's tricks with an X. If you don't know the spelling... How are you listening to me? But that's the spelling. Do find me on social media. Do say hi and let me know how the podcast is going. Um, so thanks very much for everyone listening. Thank you very much, Zara269. And remember, kids, to keep it compassionate and to keep it tricksy. 
Hello and welcome to the Vegan Trick Podcast. Let's try that again, shall we? Shall we try that again? 